Oh, okay. I'll have to edit that out. Okay, David, I didn't know you was recording yet. Uh, the weather is changing here. Yeah, this, yeah. This, I woke a little uh, stuffy on my left side this morning. I will say that. Nope, I got Hold you. on. Get ready. There you go. <laughs> you can put all that on there. <laughs> it's the sneezy, what is that? Sneezy, red eye, hazy. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. Uh, and joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B, Bobby Blaze. What's happening, Bobby? Hey, man, a whole lot's happening, I'll tell you that, my man. I had a, I've had a wrestling weekend, um, and I want to say this. You know, this is our second episode back. Last episode, we shaded just a couple minutes off for those people that's concerned. It was only 23 minutes because I'm... I'm not sure, Jeremy. I think maybe we uh, we got sidetracked on a little whatever tangent or whatever. So we did actually record about a, a 30, 35 minute podcast last week. So um, accept my apologies because I probably went on some tangent like I am right now. But anyway, it's good to be back with the Bell to Bell podcast, man. Today's to- uh, be called the top ten reasons. Yes, our top ten back, Jeremy. Yes, our top ten is back. You want to tell them what the top ten is? Uh, well, it's our top 10 reasons to be in Ashland, Kentucky on October 1st of this year. Ah, that's right, man. That's right. Um, you mentioned Arn Anderson's uh, favorite enhancement talent. I'll come back to that. I didn't ignore the fact of how you introduced me, and I love that still. But um, before I do that, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, some friends of mine over in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did a tour over there in 93, the uh, Riot tour, and I... Just for the second time, I've been on the Shooting the Shit podcast with uh, Piers Austin. Hell of a good dude, man. Uh, they're available on YouTube, Twitch, and and I, I retweeted, of course. But um, I was on there first time with Robbie Zuko. Robbie uh, uh, come to my house and spent several months way back when when he was training. And uh, that was all because of one man that I got to be on a podcast this week with, and that's Mark Mercedes, a young Australian guy at the time when I met him and helped train him and break him into his career of professional wrestling. He's going to be a very successful wrestling promoter in Australia and a still good friend of mine. We actually, uh, you know, speak. He calls me. I'm not calling Australia, you know. We even FaceTimed one time. That blew me away uh, that you could do that. But nonetheless... Um, got to be on that podcast and it's a very fun podcast. Um, it, you know, it's just, just kind of like ours. We get on and they talk wrestling and Mark and I, um, along with Rob, we got up to around, uh, we're right at 93. So we're going to do another one again to talk. We, we talked a little bit about WCW and some other stuff too, but basically we talked about how we met the Malenko's and and had a good time, and I appreciate them putting me on. I've done a couple other podcasts, but from my understanding, I'm not going to mention them. From my understanding, they're both putting a can for right now because the guy's just starting one up. And I was like, okay, well, just let me know, and I'll you know, do what I can because we are now back up, and I'm glad to be back with you, Professor. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. we got a, we got a fun list today, man, fun yes, list. Yes, we do. We got um, so. if everything goes according to plans, which we're still working out, uh, we right. got some big stuff coming up here in a couple weeks, and I'm yes. looking forward to it. I've even set yep. my suit out to get pressed. There you go. Well, um, just so you know, so I started off with a couple of podcasts I recorded, like I said. That was on Friday morning. Um, then I had, uh, I didn't have to, uh, I went down 
Uh, Arn Anderson was in town, and he was also in town with Dean Malenko. So I got to go spend some time with those guys for a couple of hours. They had a, a personal appearance here in town, courtesy of the Time Warp. And uh, I'll cut to that in just a minute. But, um, man, it was good to see Arn. He looked good. And uh, uh, I did ask him, Arn, am I still your favorite enhancement talent? I didn't mark out or <laughs> I didn't fade boy out. Uh, we got there. They had dinner and um uh, Earl had ordered them dinner, and uh, they they came in and had you know a meal, and we sat there, and it was good to catch up with Arn. Like I said, then Dean, of course, him and I, we hadn't seen each other for a while. Man, it was, I gave him a hug when he got out of the car, and when he got out, <laughs> I think it was a rib, man. I'm not sure if it was on him or on me, but he he got out of the car and he said, "Hey, Bobby Blaze, I was just talking about you." <laughs> And I don't know what they told Arn or what they didn't, or what they told Dean or didn't, because he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, the, the signs said Ashley Kentucky, and he said, I, I immediately thought of Bobby Blaze. So he said, I started talking to him about him. Now, Arne, now I guess Arn said, yeah, this is where Bobby lives at still. I, you know, he called Oh, it saw me a couple months ago. So, was, But that was just kind of weird, because the, the one person on the road, that uh that used to bring us up to me two of them actually but i was having catering one time in wcw and pez watley never forgot ashton kentucky and he was driving a ring truck from cincinnati to charleston one time and i was sitting there having having catering with foreign anderson actually what i was doing uh that that time and pez come down and sit with us and he said bobby i saw that sign it says ashton kentucky one mile and i thought of you the other day and all those old icw shows we'd done there and then, of course, I speak to Rip Rogers. I got to see him back in March, and he always Ashley, Kentucky, because they they done so many little these little quote tank towns with ICW, you know. But yeah. those guys remember their roots from way back when coming to to little old Ashley, Kentucky. But you know, we got some big stuff that's gonna be happening uh, coming to Ashley, Kentucky. Like I said, man, to have Dean Malenko come here, you know, uh, was a big deal. I thought, uh, and it was cool. To, like I said, it's good to see him. We got to talk privately uh several times and uh, took some pictures you know if you've if you're not following me already i'm on twitter at bobby blaze 744 and on instagram bobby blaze 744 and i put one one picture up yesterday and one picture up today so you know if you want to check out what's you know happening in my world and see who i got to hang out with uh go and enjoy them you know yeah yeah so what uh, what did uh, dean think of your shirt <laughs> he didn't put it over. <laughs> Dean's tough, man. Dean's tough. No, we, we, it, I'll be honest. Um, we had a private, we had, like, so we, every, we spoke when, a, when what the fans coming up or what have you. And at one point, um, Dean and I spoke about his dad and, um, I knew not to press anything. It was real personal at that point. So yeah, um, I think you liked the shirt. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. But it but it got really. We were both like you know, hey man, it was a serious. That was a serious part of our you know because Dean is such a he can quick witted and cut just so funny and little things and talk to you and stuff and and um, so I, he and I when we spoke we we spoke very quietly to each other most of the, most of the evening. Um, Throughout the time that I guess did get spend with Mike, they were busy signing autographs and stuff too, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you liked it. But uh, but I will say this: Bob Cook put a comment out there, um, and he put love the shirt, Bobby. So, and that shirt was bought 
as a gift to me from Shane Storm. I want to give him a shout out for getting me that shirt many oh, years right ago on. for my birthday. Yeah. yeah, it was a birthday gift from Shane Storm. And um, I, I, I think earlier today, I know it's that heavy thing to do with this particular podcast, but if Shane Storm is listening in West Virginia, if anyone knows Shane, if you go up to him and ask him what one of his favorite Bobby Blaze stories is, he'll probably tell you the, t- the story about... Um, Paul Orndorff trying to get us all together for TV at the uh, worldwide tapings down Orlando, Florida, this big old uh, uh, studio. <laughs> and, and Brad Armstrong yelling out, Fuck you, Paul! <laughs> he tried to do his Vader voice, you know? And man, they just, it woke up like 150 fucking guys, you know, and, and, and uh, Paul just pulled them glasses down over his eyes and looked around and he said, I know that you, Armstrong. You know, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. But but anyway, yeah. But that back to that shirt, and yeah, I got that from a gift, and um, I appreciate. It. You know, we was talking about time warp, Jeremy. If you don't mind, I'm gonna put this in right here because they have been doing some tremendous stuff in the Ashland, Kentucky area, man. The tri-state area actually we had a, some gimmicks up in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. They did last month, and um, they got some upcoming stuff like the big bluegrass. Con 3 we'll be talking about here in just a minute. But um, the Time Warp, video gamers, sports fans, and nostalgia enthusiasts, are you ready for a Time Warp? And that's when everyone says, yeah, let's do the Time Warp again. Well, Time Warp is a brick-and-mortar hobby shop with a huge selection of everything sports, gaming, and collectibles in beautiful downtown Ashland, Kentucky, with two locations in the Ashland Town Center. They have got vintage toys, sports cards, collectibles, and tons of wrestling merch. And that's including they have copies of my books, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Booths Will Travel, and The Educational Wrestler. I kicked out on to The Educational Wrestler in stock now. Anyway, they have an exclusive inventory of vintage and current video games and consoles. It's a 100% must visit for retro gamers. Time Warp buys your collectibles daily. They're open seven days a week. 363 days a year because they are only closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas. But you know what? Check out their Facebook page at Time Warp Ashland. Okay. Also, Jeremy, they do mail-ins, just so you know. Um, you can mail in. Earl told me he loves mail-ins. And um, uh, if I had the address, I'd read it out to you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you that much. Um Hold on one second. I might have it. But anyway, you can find them on Facebook at Time Warp Ashland, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Just making sure I don't have that address available. Yes, Time Warp. Here you go for people want to mail in. And I want to give a shout-out to one of our good listeners, Sean Sparks, I think, is going to have a mail-in of Stan Hansen to get autographed. And tell him about Bobby Blaze and tell him that the professor said, Hey, take care of this sign in because I've seen them do it personally. When, or, uh, when mail in, rather. Yeah. Time Warp is at 222 16th Street, Ashland, Kentucky, 41101. And put a little note in there and say, Hey, Bobby Blaze and Professor Jeremy Vilmer said, Sign this and get it back to me ASAP. And I guarantee it they'll do it. So if you can't make these appearances, uh, send them your stuff and get it signed, man. Just like our good friend Sean Sparks out there. And also, big shout out. Hey, Adam. 
Thanks for the kind words on last week's uh, podcast. Appreciate that, my man. We got some good listeners, Jeremy. Well, yeah, we definitely do. We definitely do. We got some. Uh, we got some of the ones that you know they're loyal, and if they hear we've come back after a hiatus, they they jump right back in. So, yep. Yep. Um, matter of fact, I got a, uh, I didn't even notice it when it first hit. I got a thing on Facebook last night from Adam and he found some story about Ray Stevens and he immediately, you know, tagged me and he's like, I saw right. this, thought about you, you know? Nice. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Um, well, the other thing I've been involved with this weekend, FTC had a big show, uh, <clears throat> last night we had a, um, excuse me, a show in, um, Inez, Kentucky and man, a they piped sunshine, sunshine in there, and anyway, it was uh, it's the hills, man. That's where I, you know, it was like an hour and a half from me, and uh, rode up with a couple uh, uh, Brock's Boulder and Bubbles rode up with them, and we we got there right in the uh, the beginning of the the parade, man. That's having in downtown. And we left early, and that, the, sometimes the little things, Jeremy, we're riding through this town, like I, I told you off there, it got a little bit hotter than usual here yesterday, and uh, someone on them parade trucks are throwing out candy and shit, you know, and well, not shit, but throwing out candy and stuff, <laughs> someone's also giving out ices, man, like icicles and popsicles, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, I hope someone, you know, so we're at the tail, we're like three cars back to where the where the actual traffic starts and the parade has ended. Well, one car peels out, so now there's just another car and then us going through this little small two-road town, windy and all this, and uh <clears throat> I said, damn, I, I like one of them ices, man. It's a, yeah. So uh, uh, we got our windows down. We're only going like two or three miles an hour. And I looked over and someone, I said, y'all got an extra icy over there? And this guy said, hey, I got you. He came running up to a car door and gave me an icy. That's I said, come awesome. to the rest of the night. Come to, and it's my favorite flavor is orange. Usually that's my first choice on flavors, whether it be Starburst, orange soda, or whatever. And it gave, gave me an orange when I was like, yeah. Well, I felt bad for bubbles and, 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 um, Brock's, you know, and I said, well, fuck, <laughs> hold on. I <laughs> see, we're looking around because these people, they're, they're just a few trucks ahead. We're like, we're, we're, someone else is going to have some extras. And I said, uh, I saw someone had like two or three in their hand. I said, you got an extra one of those? You come to the rest? Like, they gave it to, uh, I think, I can't remember who I gave it to first, Brock's or Bubbles one. I said, there you go. And they both got a green one. And so once we got to the parking lot, uh, they, we got out of the car. We've been in the car for, like I said, about an hour and a half or so. I took off walking because I want, I'm such a mark. I took off rock. I want to see the end of the fucking parade. So I walked <laughs> down the sidewalk, followed the damn parade so I could see the thing. And right when I got about two blocks into it, this truck stop, just kind of let you know where you're at here, Jeremy. But it had a bunch of bells. It was a hayride truck, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had a bunch of bells. Hey, well, he's, I don't know. Girls between probably, I don't know, 14 and 18, uh, cheerleading squad probably, I guess. They jumped off the truck, and they started doing a Cotton Eye Joe right in the middle of the road. And that was in a parade. And I could see that damn other truck up there, and there was a whole bunch of people getting them damn ices, and I couldn't get through. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, so uh, anyway, I got to the end of a parade, but I, I didn't get the other icy. And as like I said to me, sometimes the little things, man, just walk through a small little – they had a – they had a uh, 
jailhouse there that was 100 years old and it just like it looked like the kind of jailhouse they had a new one of course and everyone in that town was very very courteous uh, they enjoyed this show it had a good crowd the people ran it for for the for the uh, pumpkin fest i think it was anyway this jail looked like it's one of them jails you know that you just maybe commit a little little crime like a little misdemeanor like jaywalking or something and um you're not coming out for several years. It's just like you walk in, you're not getting out. You're going to have a, yeah, come here, boy, especially me. You have that long hair. You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> so um, anyway, so shout out to FTC. All the students did a really good job. You'd be really proud, man. Uh, just, uh, uh, man, uh, your girl won uh, the show pony. Yeah. She beat Bubbles, and uh, we got an up-and-coming star, Nurse uh, Micah. Uh, Bubbles beat them. Uh, let's see who else won. I don't know. Uh, Psych Ward was back and he won. Um, Josh Benson won a match. He's new and up and coming. Hell, I'm trying to think who's out there. But um, Grappling Inc. and that's Brock Boulder and Titan Troy. They uh, they won a tag team match, and um, it was a good show, man. It's a good show. Um, Misery, the monster. He he. Uh, he won. He beat a couple different people. He's just a big, strong guy. Uh, big, talented guy, too, as a matter of fact. But everyone on our rosters, man, really done good, Jeremy. You'd be impressed when you when you see him uh, work because you're going to get the opportunity, I hope, on Saturday, October 1st to see him work, too. But but we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into our top ten reasons to be in Ashland, Kentucky on Saturday, October the 1st. And we'll start off with an honorable mention if you want. Um, if you have any honorable mentions or should I mention any or how you want to do that? Well, you know, because because of this structure here, I don't I didn't really have a whole lot to yeah. put on this. So if you've got an honorable mention, fire away. Well, I've mentioned some of the, the students. Um, let's see. Uh, Raylin, she's our female champion for FTC. She's going to be in town. Um, let's see. Who, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, the, the lunatic, Caleb Throne, he, he'll he be there. Um, we got Facade, who's a pretty popular dude, man, around these area, this area. He comes in from Pittsburgh with his girl, Danny Moe. Mm-hmm. They're pretty popular. So they would make honorable mention, I think, you know, because cause they, they do all these local shows, that, you know, our students and our professionals. Um, I consider uh, several of our students now professional. They have been working for almost two years, you know, and um, they're getting some good matches in. The last four shows have been just very incredible for independent wrestling, and, it, it, and it's been great to watch and see these kids develop. And, uh, I say kids, are, they're, they're young adults, you know, out there busting their ass. But, um, yeah, so I'll give all of them a, a, a plug, you know, um, for all of them, honorable mention, because they'll be there at the, uh, the uh, Bluegrass Wrestling Con, Ashland, Kentucky, October 1st at 1620 Winchester Avenue, the Kentucky Highlands Museum, man. Um, and that was the building that Magnum put over. Mm-hmm. I remember that quite clearly, so, yeah. So hopefully, Jeremy, <clears throat> we're going to have, um, we're going to start for our top 10, but hopefully we'll take away, like we did last time, we're going to take away some, uh, let's see, we surprised everyone when we came up that fucking Magnum interview. Uh, but hopefully we'll get some more interviews this time. I'm, I've been assured by Earl that several of the top talents that are coming this year, unless they are signed by the WWE or under contract by them, um, they we should have access to several 
uh, individuals and get them on our Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast and do a do a couple interviews or a little promos or some bumpers or something, you know. Um, I'll open up with number 10 because I think this is a good reason to come to Ashland, Kentucky. My good old friend from down in Tampa, Florida, fellow Malinky, Malinky, Malenko trainee. <laughs> he was there a couple years ahead of me. Um, the man I like to pat himself on the back. He was winless Jack Hart in Florida. He was a Florida heavyweight champion, believe it or not, Jeremy. And that is Barry Horwitz. Ah, yes. You think yeah. he deserves the number 10 spot? Uh, I think that's a good spot for him. He's, you know, Barry has been around for a long time. Yes. Uh, he has worked everywhere for at least, you know, at least long enough to get noticed. Um, yeah. And, you know, the guy's got talent for making other people look great. So, I mean, yeah, he should oh, definitely, yeah. definitely be in there. Yeah. Well, speaking of looking great, Barry, Barry always looks great. He's in great shape. He, he's not a, uh, he never was a, um, let's see, a steroid type guy. He was just always in shape and in condition and took very care, very good care of himself, but looking good. Yours truly, I had I had to got to work with Barry and he made me look good. So uh, I was out in Corpus Christi, Texas, and I'd, I'd gotten to town there, and you know uh, I tell these stories because uh, you know the, without any uh, blowing them up anymore in the RAR, it, it comes back to some of the same names. You know, people that were there were Kevin Sullivan and and Terry Taylor and, and Jimmy Hart. You know, uh, but at the, again, I went when I got there, I got finished eating and I went to the war room just check on things and my name was on the board and it was with Barry Horowitz and of course I ran in my man Arn and he said you know we spoke hey what's going on you both flying in from the east coast out to Texas and he said hey um, you're up tonight I said oh okay thank you and I just went about my business like oh shit man you know get me a win on a Saturday night here so I mosey on back through catering by this time Barry's there <laughs> and I go up to him I say Barry man it's me and you tonight <laughs> and he goes yeah I go yeah I go, I'm going up. And I said, I'm up. And he goes, how you know? <laughs> Real serious. But he's like, he stopped eating his chicken. You know, what? What? And I go, I talked to Arn. He goes, I don't believe you. I go, well, I don't give a fuck what you believe or not. I said, I just talked to him like five minutes ago. And he said, I'm going over. Barry goes, they're, they're putting you over on me. I'm like, yeah, Barry, that's what, that's what he just said. I said, it could change, but I said, he goes, I'm going to talk to Arn. I said, well, fuck, go talk to him. I don't care. I just come to town. I'm excited to work with you, man. Well, of course, Barry was fucking ribbing me the whole time. <laughs> he didn't go talk to Arn. He just started to finish his eating, and then we sit there and bullshit, and he said, man, we should have a really good match and this and that. And it was a very good match. We did some very good mat wrestling. And I'll tell you one thing he did, too. I remember from that match, and it's incredible some of the stuff you recall sometimes, but he did a three-quarters Nelson on me for a pin, and I rolled through it. It was really cool, man. And um, I think I beat him with the Northern Lights. I could be wrong on that because uh, I may have beaten him with something just out of a surprise, but I think I put the Northern Lights on him even. Uh, so, yeah, he made me look good. And Barry's always one of those good dudes, you know, um, just easy to talk to, and I'm looking forward to reconnecting with him. Uh, it's been since WCW, I guess, since I've seen him. So we'll give number 10 to Barry Horwitz, and I'll hand number 9 over to you. Well, I got a question for you first. Oh, okay, yeah. Please. So when you when you work against somebody who trained at the same school you did, and you know, I think you and Barry were there at the same time? No, he was a couple of years ahead of me. Oh, he's a little ahead of you. Okay, but yeah, he you guys was, trained yeah. at the same school, so you trained in the same yeah. style, basically. Yes. Does it make it easier to walk into a ring and put a match on with somebody who has a similar style to your own? Very easy. 
Barry, Barry and I probably did not have to talk other than whatever the finish was going to be. Like I said, it, I might have done a double arm uh, suplex on him or a gut wrench suplex on him for being I, I, or Northern Lights. But anyway, yeah, we probably didn't talk about anything, um, honestly, because we'd have to. It's just uh, go out there, work. It was a 50-50 match. We knew that. And then I was going to go over, slide over at the end. That's all it was. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, when I wrestled uh, when he was first one, two, three kid up in WWF at the time, we done that dual house show, um, Smoky Mountain and, and, and them. And I got to wrestle him in an opening match for a 15-minute um, uh, Broadway. And the only thing we said was uh, he said, I do a Northern Lights. And I said, well, that's my finish. And uh, he said, oh, okay. And he goes, I do a shooting star press. And I said, well, how about this? I'll kick out of your shoot star press, and you kick out my Northern Lights towards the finish. And that's probably the only thing we said, you know. Um, and the same thing with Barry. You got that same style. You lock up. You go in and out. You do some mat wrestling. You do some chain wrestling. And you work up to a spot. And then uh, TV's different, of course. But, but and, and you know, when you're, when you're working, you're working. So uh, I don't know how long Barry and I went. Probably seven, eight minutes. Just an easy TV match. Yeah. And um, like I said, I doubt we – I don't recall – I recall more of the rib in the catering that I do in the ring. Other than I remember he put me in a um, a three-quarter Nelson. I thought, you shy bastard, you, you know. <laughs> Very sly there. But, uh, you know, I rolled through it because it was working. It was working. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, it was just one of those moves he broke out, and you just take a guy to the mat, and it's an easy pinning combination. And um, I, I liked it because I, I probably snickered in the ring even, you know. But, yeah, the answer is yes. Excellent. I Very was kind of I was kind of curious about that. Um, yeah. So number nine is going to be Sue Young. Okay. Who, who is out of Impact, but she's got a, a pretty long career. I believe dating back uh, to two thousand seven. Uh, trained by Bill Dundee and Kevin White. Started off in the Seattle area. Okay. Um, she has had multiple titles in different <laughs> different and varied. Uh, Wrestling companies uh, all over yeah. the place, um, and she looks like she could play the nurse in an Alice Cooper stage show. Yeah, what's her? Uh, what's the? Her, she got that name, the uh, what? Uh, Undead or something? Uh, I can't. Anyway, yeah, I've seen her. She's been here. FTC has brought her in a couple of times. They did a uh, rally on the river several years back, and one of them was an all girl show. I didn't make that when it was all female, you know, match eight matches or whatever it was, however they did it. But she was also in town. I did get to watch her. Um, and I don't even recall who she worked at. I just know this. She, she's a hell of a performer and, um, she, she worked hard on that show. I saw her. I was talking to you off air there, but that's been about probably about four years ago. It's pre COVID, you know, and, um, like I said, FTC has had her here before and they're going to bring her back again. Uh, I know she'd be wrestling that evening too. I'm not sure who she's with. You know, maybe as someone that that um, Ray Lynn or Danny Moe will be with. I'm not really sure, but she's a hell of a competitor. I do know that, and she can go. She had a pretty good match here that I, that I saw live at the time. So uh, number nine reason. And if you're a young person, that some of the people would like telling me, like you know, they mentioned, you know, some of these newer newer wrestlers. I guess she's got a very good fan base. So there, for youngsters out there, if you are listening. 
Um, for youngsters in this podcast are probably anyone under what, Jeremy? What'd you say? <laughs> oh, God. Um, anybody under 38, maybe? <laughs> okay. I was going to say 30 and give them a break. But anyway, yeah. Um, go see Sue Young. Get an autograph. You know, tell her Bobby Blaze and Jeremy put put her over. <laughs> you know? Hell, I don't know. Al Scooper's nurse coming and fucking. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Nurse Rosetta? Uh, I do remember that <laughs> song, yeah. But um, Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen when he does the Ballad of Dwight Fry? Live. You know, I, I don't think I have. No, not live. Okay, and so I'm, when, I'm drawing a blank. When he Sorry. does the ballad of Dwight Fry, there's a, uh, he's in a straight jacket, and there's a nurse mm-hmm. who's messing with him continuously. Okay, and then eventually he gets out of the straight jacket, and she's like stripping off her stockings and throwing them behind her without looking. And he grabs one and he kills her with it, and her face is all okay. painted up like Sue Young. And then that's when they grab him and put his head in the guillotine, and then finish with "I Love the Dead." Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. That'd be a Sunday evening activity tonight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect for a Sunday. Shall we move on? Uh, we shall, but before we do that, I wanted to bring up something that's kind of a flashback to last year when we talked to Magnum. Um, Cauliflower Alley on their uh, Facebook page, oh, Thursday or Friday this week, mm-hmm. showed pictures from a toy uh, company called, I believe it's Power Town. And it says that these are uh, these will go to help to benefit the families of these wrestlers, and so I believe this is the toy line that Magnum's said that he and Greg Gagne were working on. Yeah, I do recall that. That's probably it. Yeah, um, and so there are two bundles in here. They have an association bundle and an alliance bundle, or a full bundle bundle. But uh, it's Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen, Vern Gagne, Kerry Von Erich, Magnum, and Luthez. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. I tell you, I wanted this year, one of the years I really wanted to make it out there to Cauliflower Alley, as we talked the other day off the air. I, I'd love to. There's so many people um, that the guys that I've known and worked with are being honored in some way uh, th- this year, but but I'll see them on the road somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know... Um, I didn't know if that Tory line was out yet, but I do recall him talking about it on our podcast. So, so good for those guys, man. That um, that were they're getting that opportunity to, to help some of the families, you know, of, of those uh, professional wrestlers, man. Oh yeah, and I, I want you to know, I mm-hmm. did join a Cauliflower Alley. Oh, you I am did. A member now. Yes, I'm a member now. Yes, I sure am. Uh, yeah, see, so we're gonna have to. Uh, do sometime that. last month, I, I paid my dues, and um, yeah. Um, I'm we're gonna have to, glad to do, that. to do that it's for a good cause. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to make it out there. Maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah. So, well, let's move on to number eight. All right. Right around that same time period, that was uh, when Magnum was very popular. So was this guy, uh, Nikita Koloff. It's coming into Ashton, Kentucky. And I'll say this. Um, he has been here before. Uh, several years back, they brought him into the summer motion and I started to go down, but I was having some nerve issues then with the crowds and this and that. And I pulled up to parking and I had a panic attack and came home and I was actually going down to meet Bobby Fulton cause he was, he was in town at, at that time. And I just texted him and said, Bobby, I, I can't today, but Prior to that, and that's on me, just letting you know, he has been here. But prior to that, he was here for the first time, to my knowledge, way back in 1990. Uh, Nikita Koloff come to town, 
and we had a fundraiser and I wrestled him in a main event. They were doing a fundraiser for the Rusty Burke Foundation or Rusty Burke Fund over at Paul G. Blazer High School and he was a sophomore and he was um, dealing with leukemia. Sadly, Rusty passed away, but that, that memorial fund that we raised some money for is still in effect today uh, here in this Ashland area at the high school. So um, props to Nikita for coming in. He probably don't even remember it, but um, he went to do the fucking Russian sickle, and I hung on to the ropes, I'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> So we went to like about a 20-minute Broadway, and that's just called professionalism, and also we gave the people their money's worth, you know, for a worthy cause. But... Um, I know a couple people to this day, if I see them, uh, every once in a while to come up, it's like, these people know me because call me Smed, okay, if that tells yeah, you yeah. anything. People I play sports with that came down to see me, a young whippersnapper, I tell you what, I shot him off, Nikita off. He wore the knee pads. If you go back and look, he always wore his knee pads below his knees like Ric Flair um, uh, a lot of times. And I shot him off to a turnbuckle, and I was going to follow through, and I was right on his tail, and man, he shot up of a knee, and it caught me on my in my jaw, and it popped that whole other the, the the building we're in, and we were in the building weren't in the National Guard Armory. People say, "Hey, I saw you wrestling Nikita in the National Guard National Guard Army," but the next building over actually was my old junior high school, Coles Junior High. The schools let us rent that for one dollar because they had to charge something at the time, the way it was set up, but it was going to a good cause, so they didn't charge us the full rental fee. So we was in this, you know, used to be the old Ashland High School back in the 60s. I went there in the uh, late 70s, and here I was wrestling in 1990, so I had the extra thrill of that, too, you know, to visit my old locker room and, you know, but I got the rest of Nikita. But, um, yeah, he's going to be here signing autograph, memorabilia, and everything uh, on, you know, October 1st, so... Uh, you got any Nikita questions or any Nikita stories you'd like to share? Um, no, but I, the one memory I always, always, always have, and it's it's related to Magnum because it was right after the car accident, <laughs> and it was the War Games, and um, you know you got the four horsemen are in out there in the cage, and then you hear the music come up and you see the Road Warriors and you see Dusty, and then Nikita comes out after him, the whole fucking roof blows off the place. Yep. That, yeah, that we talked me, about a one episode. Yeah, that to me is always going to be one of those just standout things because yeah, nobody saw that coming. And of course, you know that was during the time that the Soviet Union was falling apart and Lithuania had just split off, and I believe they made him Lithuanian or Ukrainian or something. <laughs> okay, and, there you go. Yeah. Um, there you no, go. It, was, it was cool. Nikita, of course, he's been doing a lot of stuff with uh, Christian Outreach and Jeffrey yes. Gettimer business writing, so he stayed very busy. Um, I believe still very active in uh, fundraising and things as well. So, yeah, you know, and I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, was, I think at that time his uh, wife at that time was experiencing uh, cancer. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure she was sick at that time or he passed away. But but when the promoter got a hold of him back in the day, um, you know, he 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 came in. Uh, with, with good intentions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for for that fundraiser at that time. Uh, also, it was, a, it was a healthy paycheck for him too at that time. Well, I know yeah. what he got paid. <laughs> but um, I was almost going to do number seven, but I'm gonna let you do number seven, Jeremy, because you you I, I said something to you off the air, <laughs> and you said something about competition, and I took it one way, and I I didn't realize you was out there slinging dick, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, um, so you know, <laughs> you, you were so who's number seven? <laughs> number seven is gonna be Val Venus, and you said that a different 
a different uh, promoter or something was bringing him in for this show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my first thought was, well, you know, I'm going to be in Ashland, and I don't need anybody else out there trying to scoop some ass when I'm in town. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I told you, I said, no, don't, you know, we don't need that kind of competition. You you thought I was saying, you know, boot them because we don't want the competition from other promoters. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. Totally misunderstood. But, no, he's sponsored by um, a good friend of the Time Warps that, that, that bringing him to town. So, the so Val Venus is is just added as I think I found that out uh, maybe Wednesday evening or Thursday morning I was told that. So um, as far as I know, the rumor's true. And um, I, the last I saw him, he was you know doing some YouTube videos and stuff, and it looks completely different than what it was when he was in WWE. So I don't know, ladies, if you if you do come and see Val Venus and he says hello, ladies, you know I don't know that he'll be here in a towel or not. Um, I, I think you can expect a little bit different uh, person personality, if you will. Um, I can't vouch for that. I don't know. I'm worried about Jeremy in a towel saying hello, ladies. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, I go, I, I go for the bathrobe. You know. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got you. I try to keep a little. Keep a little. You're suave, yeah. aren't you? You're yeah. suave. <laughs> well, I'll go up number six here, man. And as uh, IRS Urban R. Scheister, Mike Rotundo, he is coming to town, and. Um, you know, we're getting to some big stars here, man. I mean, yeah. everyone on this card so far has been, you're like, you start off Barry Horace number 10, it's only going to get fucking better from there. You know what I'm saying? And here's a guy that, man, I tell you to me, uh, I think it, it didn't get any tougher than this when you saw uh, when Mike Rotundo was in the fucking varsity club when it's Kevin Sullivan and um, uh, shit, uh, Oklahoma. Damn it, all of a sudden, draw it. Steve, Dr. Steve Williams, you know, yeah. Dr. Death. Yeah, you put them three together, and I think there was one more came on that board. Wasn't Rick Steiner point. there at one point? Oh, I was going to say Michigan. That's why I was thinking Rick Steiner. Yeah, yeah. You're looking, my God, them guys would go out and whoop any fucking uh, college football team, college wrestling team, hockey team, rugby team. Uh, let's see, he played, uh, what was that? In addition to being a wrestler at Syracuse, he also played lacrosse. So he's a talent you know good talented athlete back it's it's funny because lacrosse like sounds like such a sissy sport and then you watch guys play it and they're they're it's it's like you know air hockey it's yes i enjoy it yeah those guys are throwing shots and yeah yeah i lived in maryland so and johns hopkins was always very good so i got to see a lot of their games when i lived there not live of course on, on the field but on tv you know the university of maryland was ranked john hopkins ranked that whole uh Go up and down the whole East Coast there, down to uh, the Carolinas, you know, uh, uh, North Carolina and Duke, they're ranked. So I, I, I actually enjoy, uh, and I trained a young boy It was in high school uh, that was a lacrosse uh, player. He went to a private school down in Tennessee many years back and um, very successful young man now. But he uh, he was very talented lacrosse player too. So I really like lacrosse. And that, that probably surprised a lot of people in our listening audience. But uh, um, at one time when I lived in Baltimore, I bought my boys one summer uh, a little net and a couple of lacrosse sticks, and we went down to the school and you know played. They was young then, but but they enjoyed it. They did, they we didn't stick around long enough for them to join a team or anything, you know. But it was cool, good memories. But yeah, uh, Mike Rotundo, man, will be in town. IRS. Uh, you think hopefully, you, it's just Mike Rotundo. <laughs> you, you think he'll have his yacht captain's outfit on? I don't know. I don't know, man. We don't have any yachts here in Ashland, no, so no, no. That's, that's a pretty uh, small look, fit, man. 
Exactly. He visits yeah. the Ohio River. We're not too far from the Ohio River, and he can maybe walk out of one of the barges, you know, and be a captain there. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's, yeah. that's a tough-ass job. I do know that. Uh, let's get a book plug in here. How about Holy that, Jeremy? Shit, it's been a while since we've had one of these. Yeah. Um, so as you know, I've got a couple books out there. If you're new to the listening program, um, if you would like to, my books are available on Amazon. Uh, just go in there and type in Bobby Blaze Medley or the book titles I'm about to give you. But if you'd like to do this, and I appreciate it if you would, I'm sure the professor would also. The program gets a little bit of kickback from that. When I say a little bit, by God, it is a little bit. And uh, But it's nonetheless, it does help sponsor this program. So the way the professor has this worked out is... If you would like my first book, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Booths for Travel, just type in tinyurl.com slash blazebook1, and it'll take you right to the link. If you've read my book, I'd appreciate a kind, honest, and fair review. Just be honest and fair is all I ask if you leave a review, and reviews are appreciated. My second book is called I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. Again, you can get that on Amazon or use this quick link, tinyurl.com backslash blaze book two and again i'll take you right to the link and again i appreciate any reviews purchases or reviews um they both are easy to download there's another couple ebooks and there are like three other ebooks in there for like 2.99 but uh, I, I suggest that you get a hard copy of the book especially if you're going to be in ashland kentucky october 1st like i said they're available at time warp um if you get one at time warp let me know. There's no autograph fee with that book when you bring it to me uh, on October 1st, okay? I've worked that out with Earl, and uh, the books are at cost uh, to you, and um, I'll put the autograph in there as part of the gig, man, because uh, I'm already going to be there anyway. If you order it between now and then online, using one of those tiny URLs I gave out, do the same thing. Come up to me at the booth and say, hey, I just bought this in the last couple of days because it is like very quick shipping and turnaround once you order. Yeah. And uh, I won't, it'll be, there's usually a $5, and this is not me, this is the way the conventions work, Jeremy. I do not ever want to charge anyone for an autograph, okay? But at these conventions, sometimes they have a fee, and you a $5 item or a $50 item or something like that. Um, on the books, even though it's my book, I'll sign it free to anyone, but if I do it a, a, a deal like this, it has to be a $5 deal. That's the minimum, and so I, we, I talked to, uh, again, talked to Earl about this. That fee will be wavered for this for this particular Bluegrass Wrestling Con 3, so I think that's pretty damn cool. No, that is, and look, you know, yeah. it's um, conventions. That's how money gets made, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. if, they, well, if they didn't have those rules, if they didn't yeah. have those things in place, yeah. uh, they wouldn't have the conventions and you wouldn't get to right. No, I, I, I totally and, get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, I, my, myself, I figure I wrote the book. It's my book. I'll sign the book for you. Yeah, it's just yeah. out of my reach when they say that because there's fees. But again, for this book, now everything else goes $5 autograph, uh, whatever you do or selfies or whatever, eight by tens, whatever, whatever your package you buy. More power to you. I appreciate it. I'm just saying on the books, if you get them uh, between now and October 1st, especially if you get one in store, um, no fee whatsoever. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get it personalized and taken care of. With that said, I think we probably need to move on, Jeremy, to number five. Well, probably. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell a story real quick. I was in line. Okay. I was in line to meet uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Muse one time. Mm, okay. And um, the guy ahead of me, 
was trying to get the autograph, but he didn't pay for the autograph. And Jason Muse actually just finally said, fine, whatever, just to move him along. Yeah. And so when I came out through the back, me and my ex-wife were walking by. I saw the guy, and I said, you can go get fucked, man. (laughs) (laughs) He had no idea what I was saying at that point, I'm sure. But, you know. It puts I met Jason Muse in Lexington, Lexicon. Yeah, so he's you got to meet guy. him out there. Funny guy, yeah. Yeah. I spent a minute with him. They were setting shit up, and I was setting my stuff up. But yeah, uh, yeah, that, I see that sometimes. Just talking to, I won't say who one of the wrestlers here uh, at the angle signing a couple weeks back. I was, I saw some guys, and they're like trying to like you know just kind of like, hey, I work for a promotion down the road, and can I get a picture at like half price? And no, get the fuck in line. And pay like everyone else, yeah. or don't buy a picture, you <clears throat> mark. You know what I'm saying? Well, these promoters yeah. have to make money. They paid to bring these guys in to get autographs and memorabilia signed. If whatever the asking fee is, don't don't be there fucking trying to get in line and do this and do that and be an asshole like the guy you talked about trying to get Jason Muse autograph for free or whatever. If that's the fee, pay the fucking fee, yeah. or don't don't get it one or the other. I'm not a collectible person, okay, but if I did want something signed, I'm not going to half-ass. If they say it's $10 or $50, if I want that autograph, I'm not going to sit there going, you know, you couldn't do this a little bit cheaper. No. People have to make a living. So, yeah. you know, Look, I didn't it try, is what it is. Yeah, I didn't try to talk William Shatner down <laughs> from his autograph fee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, cow dog, welcome to the program. Yeah, she We just, better move on to number five, though. <laughs> yep, she just woke up, so uh, we'll see how this okay. goes. Okay. All right, so yeah. number five Finish is going to be Scarlett Bordeaux and Karrion Cross. Um, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux could carry the show on her looks alone, I think. But um, Well, I met her in person a few years back at an FTC show, and I will say this. She naturally was just one of the most beautiful, clearest complexion of anyone I've ever met in my life. She was that beautiful up close. We, we were side-by-side side at a signing, and... Um, I, I was just amazed. Um, and also, they are both signed, and that's no no suave move on my behalf, believe me. I'm out of my league. I'm just saying, putting her over there is a very, very beautiful. And um, I don't need a fucking Carrigan Cross or anyone trying to fucking, you know, hey, you, 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 you checking out my girl? No, I'm not, man. I'm just over here doing my gimmick, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I do know this. They both are signed by the WWE right now, and I think they got big plans now that they're back there. Well, I and guess- I wish him... I wish him all the luck in the world out there. Yeah, well, I guess they got him. I mean, like, he was fired by the WWE there when they did their last big set of cuts, I guess. And they're bringing him back. Yeah, in a couple they, of times. He came back. Yeah, but they're starting him against uh, Drew McIntyre, and I believe that's... that's yeah. A, yeah, so I mean, they're, they're going to try to get him through the door, you know, swinging around. Yeah. Um, I did go and pull up, because I don't know a whole lot about these younger guys. You and I are kind of in the yeah, same no, I, Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, and I asked you specifically look at a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, but he's um he's got some time in you know he uh, wrestled at FSW, Impact, Maverick Pro, Modern Vintage, Masters of the Ring, uh, PWI ranked him number sixteen out of five hundred last year. Nice. So I mean you know and, and, and I know I I pay attention to that more than you do, but you know. No, no, no. That's that's cool. Yeah, and, I, and, I wasn't aware of that, but that's awesome. Yep, and he's a two time. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was because I wrote something the other uh, last two weeks here. Uh, I guess the new PWI 500s out or whatever. And I, I say this, um, you know, 
That's good coverage for any wrestler, yeah. especially independent wrestlers. So I, I don't, I, even though I look at it a, a different way than, than than a lot of people do, I'm totally for the thing, you know. Yeah. I, I was talking to someone, it might have been on a podcast, I'm not sure. Um, I was I made it up to 109, you know, on, yeah. on the top top 500. And I thought, I mean, I'd been like 290, 264, um, you know, and I got a thing, I think it was in 2000, I think it was in 2003. Three or four, Jeremy, that they sent me a thing, and I had been in from 90, 93 to 2001 something. I had a cumulative score where I was still in the top 500, even though I hadn't wrestled for a couple of years, you know. Yeah. A little nice little thing written is all it was. So, you know, it, it, it's cool for people if you like that kind of stuff, I, which I popped for it. At the time, I returned back to college. And I told my professor, I said, "Man, I'm not having wrestled for like two years, and and uh, I'm still making the top 500." But it was a cumulative score, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of work over 10 years, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, anyway, that's... so Scarlett B and 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 Carrington Cross is coming to town with WWE. Yeah, I mean, both that. of them. Well, and and she she has. I mean, I I made a crack early on about her looks, but I mean, she's got all sorts of time in and wins behind her and i mean just definitely worth checking yeah. out if you don't know yeah. uh, and i did find out that uh carrying cross was trained by disco inferno is that right yes be damn i never do that never do that huh well that's awesome man because yep. he's a pretty talented cat i know that yeah and I um, wish them both the best. I, you know, I, I, again, everyone gets so busy at these comic cons and and uh, book signings and bluegrass cons and all that. I'll be I'm glad just to say hello to to whoever you know. Um, like I said, they had her at a show before, and it was just again, you're so brief, and it's like you're sitting you're sitting beside someone, but you have hardly time to look up and and you know make a connection or talk or or do whatever. You're just glad to be there, and you do your deal, and, and you move on. You know, believe it or not, it's not a you know, it's not like, like like a lot of people think it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, hey, back, all right. Yep, number four, man, let's get through this. Uh, probably got about another uh, 20 minutes to wrap this thing up, if that, Professor. So let's go with uh, Stan Hansen, man. He's another good reason to be here in Ashland, Kentucky at Bluegrass Wrestling Con on October 1st from 12 until 4 at the Highly Museum in Ashland, Kentucky. I've met Stan Hansen once. Um, he doesn't get out and do a lot of these. Uh, I think he, at one point before COVID, he was doing 10 of them, so once a month. Um, and I do know that he was scheduled to be here before, and uh, some things came up that he couldn't make the very first one, so he, he told him to keep the deposit. Uh, he, he he said, I will be there. I'll make it up. And he's he's a man of his word, obviously. And he's going to be in Ashland. And I can't wait to see him again because um, he actually, in his book, he put over uh, Joe Malenko very strongly. He said, of all oh, yeah. the people he tried to move in Japan, he said, you did not move Joe Malenko unless Joe Malenko wanted to move. And uh, he actually put over Joe Malenko moving one Dr. Death, Steve Williams, because um, the story was Dr. Death tried to move him and Jody didn't want to go. And yeah. so uh, uh, that's a, a story. It's uh, for another time, I'll say that. But I do know this. Uh, I hope Stan has his glasses on or his contacts in. I hope he's not throwing any damn lariats out here yeah. uh, that day. If he is, Jeremy, I'm ducking. Well, I got to tell you, I'm going to figure out exactly how long his arms are, and I'm going to stay that far away from him at any given yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I almost bought a copy of the AWA Championship belt to bring to this thing. 
Um, oh. But then I thought, you know what, Stan may show up in a pickup truck or a tractor yep, or tractor. something, and I'm I'm just not going to put myself through that kind of heartache, you know. No, yeah, he'd take it. He'd take it out there on Winchester Avenue and accidentally go to sign it, and, and it might fall. And it might get stuck under his tire for about three or four loops around the block there, you know? Yep, and that's why I figured, so, you know uh, what, we'll just uh, we'll just not do that. We'll just yeah, not do that. Yeah. Hey, I did see a, a really nice gift somebody made the other day of Stan in Japan. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember who he was he was wrestling, but he whips him into the ropes and gives him a backdrop. And then shuffles backwards about a f- step and a half and drops an elbow on him in one of the most I saw fluid, that. Yes, I popped. One I of the saw most that. Fluid I, moves I've ever seen. Yes. I, 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 I kid you not, I don't know if it's on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, he shoots the guy off backdrop. I don't even remember who it was. And then it just, it, how he done it, it was beautiful. Yeah. I, man, it was brilliant. And he stepped back and it, right on to drop that elbow. I popped for that. I oh, watched it, was, it several times, yes. Yeah, and if you want to talk about a guy the word Haas was meant to describe, yeah. it's Sam Hansen, and you don't think of like a two-in-one shot like that with a guy like that normally, yeah. you know. But, you know, yeah. Stan, there's a reason Stan was so big in Japan and stuff like yeah. that. That's part Just of it, you know. Stayed over there for 30 years, you know, yeah. Yeah. on top. So no, it's, uh, The guy but, is um, definitely, definitely one of the old school badasses right there. The, the last time he was here, he looked really, really good. Um, I don't know what it's called. Uh, I, I heard Cornette talk about it, and I know Stan talked about it in his book. He has, there's only a few people in the United States that have like double shoulder replacements, double hip replacements, and like double knee replacements. Uh, all that brutality in Japan, I oh, guess. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a name for it, and someone will come up, all you listeners will come up with it. And I'm pretty sure he mentioned it. The Last Outlaw is the name of his book. Very good book. Um, but he, he mentions in there too where he's had. Through the years, you know, it wasn't all, he wasn't Bonic Man just overnight, you know, he's right, whatever. Right. But, um, you know, anyway, I, I thought that's, uh, I think that's the combination. Would, it's, it's only a small amount of people have their knees, hips, and shoulders replaced. Would that be called the, the Grand Slam? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Throw in elbows and maybe ask the Grand Slam. Maybe. You know, maybe. I don't know. But uh, uh, good for him. He's going to be here in Ashland. You better get your asses out here and see him, man. Cow dog, chill out because Papa there is going to mention number three, and I know he particularly likes this person. So Yeah, and I, I don't know what's going on with her. So let's see if. Come here, Dummy. Come here. Um, number three is going to be the living legend, Larry Zabisco. All right. Um, <laughs> I, of course, you know, my experience with Larry starts with him being the bad guy in the AWA and hit, uh, handing a, a fist pack over to Kurt Hanning, and that's how Kurt won the title off of Nick Bockwinkle the first time. Um, but, you know, also his, his time against the NWO when he was at WCW, and then Larry's yep. also just got a smooth, smooth talking voice. I just everything about his characterization is pretty cool. I wish yeah. I was old enough to have seen his stuff with uh, Bruno back in the day, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, to hear that story, he would he would see Bruno out there mowing his lawn, and he begged to be a wrestler, and and Bruno basically told him to you know make sure he finished school, and I I guess he wrestled for uh, high school, and also he went on to Penn State, if I'm not mistaken, wrestled, and then true to his word, once he finished his education, um, you know Bruno broke him in, and of course that's how he got the name. They ran up that big angle, the Legend Killer, because Bruno was the legend, and and uh, Larry beat him, you yep. know, the living living legend, rather. Yep. I'm sorry. But, um, 
Yeah, I had some interaction with him in WCW. You know, he was doing quite a bit of the announcing at that time. And I'll say this, he always kept me very strong when he put me over, even though I might have been going under on that particular card or whatever. Um, I recall one in particular where I was in a tag match, and they was whooping some, my partner at the time where it was. I think we was against the, against the English guys, uh, uh, Dave Taylor and um, uh, William Regal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Reg would come to me earlier that evening and said, Bobby, have a short arm tonight. And if you're around the wrestling business like I was, I knew what that meant. And basically, is uh, you know, every time someone comes to tag me, maybe be looking at the audience or uh, not not paying attention or <laughs> not trying to get tagged in. But apparently something had happened and there was a little bit of heat there, blah, blah, blah. And all I know is I wasn't involved in it. And um, they they would, they would, I won't say who the opponent was or my 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 tag team partner was, but they, they had some heat at the office, not with the guys working with they, but they was work working, but they would beat him and shoot him, do this and do that. And then, then they'd, they'd say, say something to him like, you know, tag. And as simple as that, but I throw some other, I'd tag in, they'd start backpedaling and they'd, they'd sell for me. <laughs> and sunset, I'd shoot him and say, something reverse sunset. So I'd grab Regal, I'd, you know, he'd grab me, so reverse me. I'd reverse middle of the ring, I'd sunset him, whatever. And the whole time that that was taking place, there was like two weeks of that. And Zabisco got on a plane the next day. You know, I had a tough job last night, kid. Whatever you, something like that. But uh, but 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 I didn't know it because you know I don't hear the playback right then. But right. then you know what I see it the following Saturday, whatever. And I'm sitting there watching the Saturday night. I'm like, oh my god, they're beating the piss out of me. And then like I come in and you know uh, I can't. I know. I think it was. Regal, I did a sunset with Taylor. Did something? He started backpedaling. I'm like, I'm just coming in, you know. Like, <laughs> it was just funny how he did it. And uh, anyway, uh, when I watched it back, every he was just burying the guy and putting me over. Like Bobby Blaze is doing his team no favors here by looking at the audience, you know. <laughs> and just <laughs> and then I turn around, like, go, go. I wouldn't do the rock and roll thing, but I was like, go, go or whatever. And the guy'd get going a little bit, and they just they'd tag me in, and I'd get over it. It did professionalism, you know. Yeah. But uh, Larry kept me going uh, on TV. Any times when I was. Uh, possibly getting ready to get my ass whooped or something or at least been losing in a tag team match uh lucky i wasn't the one taking a pin during those matches uh because the english guys you know again i got along with them fine and and um just being a professional of course but uh that's that let's move on to number two hey because we need to yeah um we need to and that is uh this is one of our you know uh deals here man where you, I'll let you tell more of a story about Mid South and all that, man. But here he is, and I want you to say it in that one man's voice when I say it. But it's oh, Ted yeah. DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Uh, that's or, number two. Or, or Ted DiBiase. Okay. <laughs> Ted DiBiase. Uh, that was the greatest, <laughs> the greatest Arab accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Uh, well, he will be here, man, the Million yeah. Dollar Man. Um, I have not seen the Million Dollar Man for a long time. It was way back when I was shooting that EA Sports uh, video, Mayhem, up in Vancouver. He came on his technical advisor. Uh, I was there about 30 days, and he came about every five or six days and stayed a day or so just to make things stay on track or whatever. Very kind, rode in a limo with us, you know, and so I've been in the back of a limo with the Million Dollar Man. How good is that, you know? Well, I hope he picked up the tab on those trips. Uh, it was taken care of, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he gave us one of his books. Uh, it was me and Bobby Eaton, Lash LaRue, and Sarge Bailey Parker. We've done all those moves for that uh, 
Mayhem game. Over 600 moves, 600 wrestling moves involved in that thing. Mm-hmm. It was the first one that EA done that was wrestling related. So uh, that was an honor. And I wish the hell one of them uh, royalty checks would kick back in. I, I could use one of those about oh, right sure, now. Yeah. But, uh, but no, uh, Ted's book, you know, every man has a price or whatever. Uh, he signed up for us and back limo. And I say he's very cool about it because we had a system there. You know, we, we, we was getting paid, had a pre diem and, you know, I'm up in Vancouver and I had, you know, had a nice little town. Everyone had their own townhouse, not just uh, one for us. We all had our own townhouse, like that five-star first-class treatment if you ever had it. Yeah. But uh, we leave, we, you'd have to be there at a certain time on the set. Like, just like, you know, call, you know, you're on call at the set, you eat breakfast, you go, limo picks you up. Again, we, we had a little stop in the morning, got some soda stuff while we'd be on the set. But once we got off set, uh, the Sheldon, Sheldon was the, <laughs> he was the limo driver's name. And I'll tell you real quickly, let me get sidetracked here. Every day Bobby Eaton <laughs> would buy, you know, he'd have his bag, man. And he'd buy a bunch of candy bars, bubble gums and stuff like that. And every day he'd ask Sheldon, he said, he bought, he bought a damn wonder bar up there. And I probably told him before, but he's like, Hey Sheldon, would you like to have one? Oh no, thank you, Mr. Bobby. No, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and the one damn day, Bobby got in the car, he bought one Wonder Bar. But Bobby being Bobby, he says, uh, hey, Sheldon, would you like to have Wonder Bar? And he goes, yes, sir, I think I would, Bobby. I missed my breakfast. I think I'll have it. And Bobby's like, 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 you son of a bitch. To what? Now, Bobby didn't say it, but he gave us, boy, you know, gave me and me and Lash and, and Buddy the, the look like, that motherfucker took the, you know, the one that didn't buy extra, you know. That but anyway, it's, yeah. But what I was getting on the way back, we always stop at the package goods because, you know, you're going to go down to the uh, uh, Pacific Ladies Bar later that evening, and, you know, we like to pregame sometimes, and you worked all day. So yeah. we, you know, we'd buy a six-pack of beer each or whatever, we, you know. So we, when Ted got in on the way home, we said, you know, hey, you know, I think Bobby just said, hey, you know, we, we do make a stop. And then I said, it is at the liquor store, Ted. And he goes, guys, it's none of my business. You, I'm not here to judge anyone. Very cool about it. So it's just our routine, man, you know. And um, so we would, you know, we would have a couple beers and shower and then, you know, meet down at the bar later evening. But he was very respectful of that. We wasn't like, you know, trying to Tim Tim and anything like that. We said, we have a stop. Otherwise, we have to get back out and walk later that evening or spend all of our money at the hotel bar, you know, and yeah, that yeah. wasn't our intention. We just want to have a couple of drinks in the room, then go down to the hotel bar and chill out, you know, and have our dinner. As Mainly, we went to the bar to have our dinner. Um, so, But, yeah, he was very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing Ted. Hopefully, he'll um, uh, sign a few autographs and bring, a people, bring in a few people here to see him on that Saturday, October oh, sure. 1st. Uh, with that said, I'll go ahead and introduce number one, okay? All right. It's no secret. Uh, the big star they're bringing in for this area, man, is, and I have a personal relationship with this guy in some way business-related, and that's Jerry the King Lawler is coming to Ashton, Kentucky. And I know everyone that I've, if I see him at the gas station or the store, um, if they're a wrestling fan, they have already let me know Jerry Lawler is coming to town. And I'm like, I'm quite aware of that, but thank you for letting me know, you know? So, um, I think to my knowledge, uh, Memphis came here 
once or twice back when I was in school. I don't know that Lawler actually came to Ashland on those shows. I don't recall it. I'm gonna see my brother later this evening and ask him. I know they. I think Handsome Jimmy was on top uh, one time when they came in with Dundee and uh, very young Ricky Morton back then because him and I spoke about that. He talked about his first time in Ashland, but I don't know what Lawler has. But I know he's got a huge following in this tri-state area from Charleston, West Virginia to Columbus, Ohio to to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. I mean, you know, in Ashland, Kentucky, and Lexington, Louisville. He's using this market, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he'll be coming in from Memphis, as far as I know, so and he will be here. He's your number one? He's my number one, man. Okay, well, I am going to have to do something we haven't done in a very long time here on Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze, and I'm pulling up the Freebird rule. Oh, the fucking Freebird rule, huh? Yeah. What's that? Well, so the Freebird rule is where if somebody names a number no, one... No, I know what the Freebird rule is. What are you breaking it out for? Well, I just thought maybe it had been so long that you had forgotten. So, anyhow, Bobby, as you know, we have been invited to be the official podcast of the uh, Blue uh, Bluegrass Con this year. So, the number one reason to come and see this convention and go to this convention is because I will be there. Me, Professor Jeremy Vilmer... I'm going to be in Ashland, Kentucky at this convention, and that is enough reason to get your ass off the couch and come down to the convention. I want to trump your fucking Freebird rule and throw in my own Freebird rule, and I hate to do this on my own very fucking podcast, but I'm going to tell every motherfucker out there listening, including you, Professor, the number one reason to be in Ashland, Kentucky on Saturday, October 1st, from noon until 4, for the Bluegrass Wrestling Con is, by God, because Bobby motherfucking Blaze will be there. How's that? Well, now, okay, okay. put that in your pipe and smoke it, and let's wrap this motherfucker up. Come and see me and all these great stars, including the Jeremy Professor Vilmer and Ashley Tucky, Saturday, October 1st. And also, there will be a professional wrestling show that night at the Rone Theater with Jerry King Lawler in the main event against your boy, Jock Sampson, who we hope to have on this program in the next week. But if not, here's a deal we will be live, as you mentioned, at Bluegrass Wrestling Con. Three, courtesy of the Time Warp Appalachian Championship Wrestling, FTC Wrestling, and I don't know who else, but just come down there and see us because I will be there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yep. Well, there you go, people. That's uh, that's Bobby's number one reason to be there. You've heard mine. You've heard the Jerry the Law- Jerry the King Waller, and everybody else that's going to be there. Most important part is just be there. Bobby, anything to say before we wrap it up? I'll see you at the matches, wrestling fans. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs>